0: Okay, and we are live, everyone. Welcome, everybody, to the Remarketing Podcast, where we cover uh, issues surrounding tech, real estate, business, business leadership, uh, systems mindset, and all sorts of things related to being a successful in business and running a successful real estate uh, business or being a real estate agent. Uh, I'm your host for today, Scott Slachter, and I am very happy to welcome on Lisa Pyatt, She is a virtual assistant who works with a number of high-level professionals in a variety of different areas, uh, including uh, ministry, comedy, real estate, uh, media. Uh, So, Lisa, welcome to the podcast. Um, Would you like to tell our audience and our listeners a little bit about yourself before we go on to the interview? Just give everybody a thumbs Hey, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah.
1: I've been a virtual assistant for about five years now. Um, I work with, as you were saying, many different people. Um, I started working with mainly musicians, uh, but now more and more I find myself working with real estate agents more than anyone right now. Okay. So, um, I
0: don't know. <laughs> so, how get, so, how did you get into doing the, the remote assistant type of work? Um, I know you. Actually, from-
1: I was doing volunteer work for a ministry, uh, a Christian artist named Carmen, and okay. his assistant abruptly quit out of the blue, and it just kind of landed on me. So I just basically got thrown into it about five years ago. So, and then I had to learn everything really quickly.
0: So what was it? So what was that like? Like you just got thrown on your shoulders and all. But like, what was your biggest challenge going through that? Because I could imagine trying to juggle so many things. Would be, yeah.
1: I went from knowing <laughs> nothing to having to handle contracts and learn editing of video and audio, social media, mass emailing. I went from knowing zero to having to know everything within really like a day. Like, I took crash courses with him seriously. Like, it was a day I had to learn how to use MailChimp and everything. So he just started throwing everything at me and I just juggled. <laughs> oh, really? So that the whole thing was a challenge. And you did it all in just one day. I had to learn it all in about one day. I'm not even kidding. It was that's, about one day. That's
0: so, crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I didn't do a great job, but I did it's the best that I could on that day.
0: All right. And then after Carmen, where did you go?
1: Um, you know, I balanced a lot of uh, like ad hoc jobs in between. And then I went on to comedian Jack Vale. So okay. I work with, I currently work with Jack Vale.
0: Alrighty. And so now you're starting to bridge into real estate. So what um, what inspired the change over from musicians to ministry to comedy? Now over to real estate.
1: Well, I had a chance meeting with our friend Jerome Lewis.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And yeah,
1: yeah. So um, and just knowing him, people started noticing me on social media and who I work for. Some people, some real estate agents are fans of Carmen's even and Jack. So they started throwing me work. So that's really how I got into it. Now most of my clients are real estate agents.
0: That's really cool. And, and, you know, I think this is something that comes up a lot. uh, A lot of Old investors, old time investors are a little hesitant to pass off uh, some of the responsibilities on the other people. But in this growing uh, digital age, you can do far more deals. And I think the younger uh, real estate investors coming in are realizing that they're looking for people to take on those tasks, like sending out mails, answering emails, even doing initial calls is something that some of our our people do in this field, which would be, uh, you know, just a cold calling it can take a lot of time and, and sure when yeah. people start in real estate, they typically start off cold calling by themselves because they don't have any money. Once they have some deals that are getting done, cold calling takes up a lot of time. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about probably like making a hundred phone calls and maybe only 10 of them are something worth pursuing and so
1: that's a lot. of Yeah, absolutely. I've I've had to cold call churches for different ministries and I could call about a hundred churches and maybe get one or two positive responses, you know, so that's, it's a lot
0: of work. So do do you have any like tools or systems you use while you do that to make it more effective? I I don't really have too much experience with. I what actually
1: utilize people. Um, I find someone's fan base or their core base, and I utilize those people and put them to work. So I'm very good at managing about. I would typically manage about fifteen volunteers underneath me. So so oh, wow. that's that's so I typically use um, people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, yeah, it works the best because they will help you cold call. You know, if they believe in what you're doing, they will jump behind you and help you.
0: Man, so you're good at recruiting.
1: Which is I'm very good at recruiting. Yeah. I don't think
0: I've I've heard about any virtual assistant that I've I've ever talked to a real estate investor about. Usually, they are you're handing off assignments, but VAs when I from at least from what I heard, I haven't used one myself. Don't usually take on a leadership type position of recruiting their own people to. Uh, multiply (laughs) their effectiveness that's really that's a wonderful service yeah yeah
1: I just find out who um, who is really a believer in um, the ministry or the person like family friends I'll recruit and then I juggle them along with other things so I'm really good with dealing with volunteers I had about 15 volunteers under me for a solid two years working almost full-time for free because we believed in the mission so yeah I love doing that
0: that's awesome. That's really yeah. awesome. Um, How would you uh, apply that to real estate? Do you think? Do you think that's true? It would
1: be oh. different with real estate because, um, yeah, I couldn't do that
0: with I, real estate. You you know,
1: I don't know. I would have to think about. That's a good question. Like because I know not everything that works in entertainment is going to work in real estate. So I would I would do other jobs for people in real estate. Um, so yeah, I can't really answer that to be honest. Well, I, I know you could, that they, you probably don't have a fan base in real estate, but you know, well,
0: you could, you, uh, that's, that's not necessarily, um, true, actually I can give you some resources. There's a bunch of real estate YouTubers out there and their audiences are other real estate investors. So they're, oh, I see, think, yeah. I think, like yeah, if I they have
1: any kind of following, any kind of social media following, I can actually utilize the, any following for anybody. As long as they have a following, I can utilize it. I'm for, very good at that.
0: For example, our, our mutual colleague, Jerome Lewis, he has a following and they're all real estate professionals. So. See, I could
1: utilize all of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think you absolutely will be able to transfer your skills over to that when you connect with the right people and you get those clients uh, under underneath your wing. And I think hey, it's going to be really interesting. I know you're just sort of starting to bridge out into the real estate space with some some investors doing yes. their uh, marketing materials. What well, I am familiar with your social media content, you have great engagement. So I'm sure you might even be able to build a, a fan base for them uh, if you took someone on and that would be a huge benefit to somebody. Oh, besides.
1: absolutely. I'm very good with um, hopping on their pages and talk because I get to know them well enough to know um, the types of responses they would, would say to people. So I'm really good at engaging their fans and their fans think they are literally talking to that person. So oh, wow. yeah, I'm really good with that too.
0: That is awesome. So let me dive into a couple of our, our interview questions here. Okay. So that way we can get more information out to our listeners uh, about what you do, about who you are. And, and one of the things I'd like to talk about later on, too, is why having a virtual assistant is so important for business. Uh, that would be a really good thing that maybe you can speak more on, since I, I okay. haven't used one yet myself. Uh, so let's do our first question, which is, uh, what's one thing your, your business venture did that you didn't expect?
1: Um, like sort of what we covered earlier, just, I got thrown into it. So literally everything was unexpected. I didn't realize how, how much a virtual assistant actually needed to learn how to do and actually do. So, so I would say all of it was really surprising to me. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like you
0: handled it pretty well like you're one of those people that adapts very quickly to change and learns very quickly that's like yeah it was a full like
1: it was like a 15 hour day I was in <laughs> tears by the end of the day but I I had it figured out <laughs> and I did it and then I became really good at it but it took some work
0: that's and insane I don't know that I can do that like all yeah. of that all at once <laughs> I, I was crying I was, crying. Be, I was I don't just don't like a
1: could. you know a woman in her house <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, you've got some determination there. Yeah, so, yeah. I
1: love Carmen, and I believed in his work. So I'm like, I don't want to be your assistant, but okay, let's do this. And then 10 hours later, I was crying on the floor, but I had things figured out.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I'm, with certain things, I think in that situation, I would be a slow-to-learn type person. I know the, the previous job I worked in, which was with uh, disabled children, sometimes my boss would throw me into a case without even telling me what to do or how to do it. And oh, I was just yeah. kind of left there to figure it out on my own. Um, I did, <laughs> but not in a day. Not not nearly as quickly as you did. It took I time. had to um,
1: because my boss traveled. So I had to figure out, like I had to work with travel agents and book flights. And then, um, and I had to like send contracts around to churches and I had to do it all on day one. So there just wasn't really a lot of time for training. Oh, yeah, yeah it was a lot. So
0: that's insane. I
1: can't believe it.
0: Yeah. That's, that's awesome that you were able to do that though and learn that quickly. That's something that is, is extremely valuable, especially in real estate, because real estate is changing every day. The market shifts, the market moves. Uh, move. I mean, if you look at, I don't know, say like five, 10 years ago, direct mail was much more effective than it is today. Now it's better to do things digitally because the majority of people who own a home are selling a home are doing things online. And mm-hmm. it's just the nature of, of how our, our markets work and how society changes over time. So if you have to be adaptable in real estate, that's going to be a strength that you pull into this. I know your clients that you already have are going to value that as you move forward with them. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. What's a common myth about your job?
1: Um, a, a lot of it. people just assume I'm, I do secretarial work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but most okay. virtual, yeah, like maybe they do a little secretarial work. We're trained to do a little bit of everything. So like I'll personally come into an organization or ministry or get behind a person and I'll handle all the non-core activities so that the person I work for can you know, focus growing his or her business. So I do all of the other stuff while they do the major stuff. So I think that's pretty important to do. So I've done everything from booking, travel, like travel coordination, social media, you know, editing, audio and video and just everything. So I'm trained in a little bit of everything. I think everyone that works and everyone that's a virtual assistant does that. So we're definitely not just secretaries. Like we'll get up at 3 a.m. and fix your problem.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that, that actually answers the thing I was talking about earlier, which is why it's so important for a successful business do have a virtual assistant uh, working for them because you do it all you do the marketing right. if there's travel involved you can do that answer yeah, emails like, cold calls you don't need
1: to hire like an in-house person to do these tasks you can hire me like hourly or per task or even flat rate right? you don't have to pay for full-time employee to come into your place of business you can just hire someone like me to do that it's yeah, cheaper actually
0: Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Because there's no, By all, a lot, yeah. you can run your business completely remotely, which is where we, th- we think the trends are starting to go Anyways, especially since COVID where everybody has kind of converted to remote, even office spaces have started doing all that in order to do the right. pandemic, <clears throat> excuse me. Okay. But yeah, that is, that's so important, you know to not have to have pay for the insurance to not have to pay for the office space to have your, your administrative assistants come in Mm-hmm. They can hire you. Work completely remote. They're yeah, phones, and I'm already phones. trained
1: in what you need. You don't have to spend money on training me. Um, you know, so we're all trained in whatever you guys pretty much need. So
0: excellent. Excellent. So let me ask you, uh, what is the most important lesson you've learned while being a virtual assistant?
1: I would say, don't let your emotions get in the way of your job. Like no matter what you're going through personally, you have to keep moving forward, you know, with people depending on you and everything, you really have to stay the course no matter what. So I've had bad days where my boss has um, upset me or angered me. And I would have to still, I would still give him a hundred percent, you know, hundred percent everything. So, you know, it's just all about, don't let your emotions get in the way of your work. So I think that's the biggest lesson I've ever learned.
0: Well, I think you. I think you'll enjoy real estate investors a little bit then, because we, in order to be at least a successful investor, you have to have control over your emotions.
1: Absolutely, so, you really. You know, I can be a little emotional personally, <laughs> but well, when, no, when it comes am, to business, sure. you can't tell. My boss will never know I have a bad day. I, I've always, exactly. I'm proud of that fact. I run it so seamless that even if I'm having the worst day of my life, nobody knows. I just deal with it and I focus on work. So.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's how you have to be.
1: That's yeah, how I was. With,
0: that's how that's how I was everywhere I work. You know, I leave, yeah. I leave life at, at the door. I'm here to do yes. a job. I'm a complete separation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's a really important lesson across the board. It doesn't just extend to being a virtual assistant. I don't I
1: mean, uh, Yeah, it it's like everything. Life.
0: That's a life lesson <laughs> right there.
1: Yeah, like you everyone has to do that
0: yeah definitely so in in your opinion what is the the most important personality trait that someone would need to work as a va
1: i would say three things flexibility loyalty okay. and discretion because your you know your clients are on different projects so and sometimes different time zones so you have to be flexible like i can work 24 7 you know um And I set my, I set little alarms too in their time zone so I can remind them when they need to do stuff. Um, so you just need to be flexible, um, and you have to be discreet because you're handling a lot of their personal information and sometimes very private things that they're going through you're aware of. So it's always very important to be very discreet with their, with their issues. So, um, and loyalty—if you know—if you have their back, they're going to have your back. So, and then they'll give you more work. So, I think those three are the most important things you can do.
0: Okay, yeah, I definitely I agree. Uh, loyalty is huge. I, I always do the best work I can by my clients, and and I honestly, even if I can't help them, I'm very blunt up front with them, telling them that I. I, I don't think. I can help me me too.
1: If I feel like I can't do that, I will help them find somebody that that can. You know, so and I'm always very upfront about that. Like, hey, I, I don't really understand how to do that. I'm learning as quickly as I can. Let me um, send you to a colleague.
0: Yeah, that I aim to do the same thing. I think that's the ethical thing to do, and you know that, mm-hmm. that plays in the loyalty because if you're being loyal to your clients, you're also being honest with them. Uh, flexibility is a huge huge thing for me it's a huge yeah. thing for other real estate investors because this business does change especially say if you get hired by someone who's doing rehabs they're flipping mm-hmm. houses you know a project can change in a minute they can find a, an issue and maybe if you're working for this investor they'd have you call the contractor so you might have to make calls to yeah you have to think and on you your feet,
1: feet. It, it can yeah. be a little high stress exactly. because you really have to think on your feet and you have to change your schedule to match theirs a lot of times so They're the boss.
0: Yes. I'd imagine you're pretty good at juggling a lot. I am. I'm
1: very good at uh, going from one task to the next. And I call it switching gears. You know, I'm working with ministry one minute, then the next minute real estate, then maybe the comedian. So I'm trying to do three different things. I have to ship gears and I have to get into work mode for each person. So it's tricky, but I do it. Do you you have any uh, tips or strategies that you use to help you switch gears? Oh, man, (laughs) I try to take it 10 minutes in between because then you because you really have to get out of that mode and into that mode. And they're all different personality types. So you have to know this person's more professional. This person's funny. You know, this person is very, um, very strict and very hard to deal with. So you really you just got to kind of go into it with that. I would say take 10 minutes in between clients at least.
0: (laughs) Okay, so take the time between clients.
1: Is there anything you do mentally,
0: though? Or do you just kind of think about what you're going to need to do?
1: Um, I'll go for a walk and, like, blast music in my ears. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, I'll take a few walks a day. All right. Yeah, you know, that sounds very similar to this book
0: I was reading called The Alter Ego Effect. And essentially, the author was talking about kind of that idea how people aren't just one solid thing. We wear multiple hats throughout the day, depending on who we're talking to. You would be your clients in their area of expertise and where, how, where they're running their business, you know, but you also, if you have family, you wouldn't talk to your mother the same way you talk to your children or exactly. you talk to either of them the same way you talk to your employer. Like right. we all do wear multiple hats throughout the day, but it seems like for you, that you're having to wear multiple hats throughout the work day as well in addition to yeah. your life. <laughs> it's
1: a good thing I got all these personalities <laughs> oh yeah I mean
0: I imagine that uh, it gets pretty difficult at times like what is that like having a switch
1: it's hard <laughs> all right all right I had that with Carmen though because he had like you know, he he could be a little emotional, so I had to switch gears with his mood, so he kind of prepped me for all the different things.
0: (laughs) Okay, so it was good training then.
1: Yeah, if you can work for Carmen, you can work for anyone, I always say.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's too funny. Uh, (laughs) That was, again, with the the previous, uh, my previous employment before getting into doing this uh, full-time, my first student that I worked with, if you could, if you could work with him, you could work with anyone. She gave me the hardest person. right, Um, uh, that primed me for everything. It was great. I was glad that I had it, but she kind of threw me to the wolves, kind of like you did in your, yeah. your situation. I was like, I don't know what <laughs> I'm doing. Really... Oh, but, but you figure it out. And then it's really good that you've done that. So let's uh move on to this one. This one's uh, I love this question. So what is one thing about being a VA that almost no one agrees with you about or that's uh, involved in being a
1: VA? You know what? Honestly, <laughs> people, um, they don't agree with my how cheap I am actually I know that's a whole different thing but okay. <laughs> so I argue mostly with a lot of people about how I undercharge for my services so like I think I am right on target and other people <laughs> think uh-huh. that I undercharge
0: <laughs> okay mm-hmm. and and you think you charge the right amount so can I ask you what stops you from charging more if other people are willing to they're, they're valuing you at a certain right why not that's my thing why not charge them what they they think
1: they are worth let them let them say yeah yeah i know i i know that's right so but that's the one thing i argue with about certain people <laughs> about that so i guess that's really the only thing people think i probably you know i argue with most about with my job okay other than that i'm always right about everything else <laughs> oh okay You're there's always- no <laughs> argument <laughs> no one thinks i'm people- wrong they're not
0: allowed <laughs> because <laughs> they're telling you you're doing a great job and it's worth more I, I, I just I would consider be like okay
1: well maybe
0: someone new maybe not them but someone new coming
1: along yeah yeah like people coming in now um and plus I'm gaining more and more experience with real estate so it's going to be of more value so I'm a little bit more new with the whole real estate thing so I have more to learn oh yeah sure I mean we're I'm always learning
0: and I've been yeah. doing this, like, I've been doing the note industry for three to four years now, and then still involved with people with real estate. And I've, I'm still learning. There's so much to business, and there's so much to real estate with laws that come out. Right. And, and, it's a lot
1: to keep up on. I can't imagine what you guys go through, actually.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, since you're starting to get into real estate, have you considered maybe getting your license, too, as a benefit to your clients?
1: Absolutely. I think about that often, actually, because... I might as well okay. i think it'd be more helpful and i think it would make me more valuable in the community if i could sure. get my real estate license at least
0: yeah for for sure and there's the, you know the educational component because you have to take the classes and pass the test and then absolutely so that'll, i think yeah that would be really beneficial to your clients as well i know even a lot of investors that aside from investing they also get their license they don't ever really practice they have to hang their license with a brokerage somewhere but they don't really ever go out and act as a, a realtor or an agent, but they, they have the licensing there. They have access to the MLS because of that. Right. So they have that benefit. They don't go to, because when we go to websites like realtor.com or Zillow or Redfin, you're getting mm-hmm. like a, a modified limited access. Right. Whereas if you're an agent, you're licensed and registered in your state, you can just pull it right up.
1: Exactly, exactly. And you know what? I've always really loved um real estate. I I like to go sit on Zillow and Trulia. I've always <laughs> kind of wanted to flip houses for some reason. <laughs> so okay. I could I would be really good, I think, in real estate. I would find, you know, besides being a virtual assistant, there's probably other things I could do in real estate.
0: Oh, for sure. There is there is a lot of uh positions in real estate where you can find some type of event profession or service, or you you can flip houses, you can wholesale, you can can do the virtual assistant and do more of the administrative and and marketing. Yeah, because I love to help
1: people. So I think being a VA is good just to help people. I love helping people.
0: Okay, so do you think you're going to get into flipping in the future? Like what has stopped you from
1: Uh, taking the
0: plunge and giving it a shot?
1: I just need to probably just jump into it, so. You know, you just get busy with your day-to-day activities and, you know, work and your kids. So um, I think you just kind of life takes off on its own. So it's up to you to really stop things and pause and do other things.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is there uh, something you use to help you like stay on track with that kind of thing? Because I do my own, I have my own way of doing it. I know everyone's got their own thing. What's your way of doing it? I make lists and I schedule everything on my calendar.
1: Yeah, I email myself because every day I check my emails, and if I see something come in from myself, it catches my attention really quickly. Okay, <laughs> nothing catches your attention really quickly is to Lisa Pyatt from Lisa Piatt. So, like it's like boom boom. <laughs> so it's kind of like my little. <laughs>
0: you must go like wait. I emailed myself. Wait a second. I'll
1: be like. <laughs> so yeah, like that's my thing. But yeah, I don't. I don't let too many things fall. <laughs> And excellent. I juggle a lot, and I don't drop the ball, so, and that's one thing my bosses will tell you, Lisa doesn't drop the ball, so there's reasons for that.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, that's great. That's what we need. That's what anyone who needs an assistant needs is someone who's going to be on top of things and schedule everything out and have it Yeah, planned. because they'll
1: forget things, and I'll, I'll remind them, like, hey, you have an appointment today, you know, or... You know, because they don't, they're, they're juggling so much themselves that they'll forget little things. So I'll send people a text and say, Hey, do you remember how you have this interview on this day or you need to go do this on that day? So, and I'll even set an alarm. So, you know, I think it's just important to kind of keep up on top of people. That's what an assistant does. You assist them.
0: Oh, exactly. For sure. I probably will need an assistant one day. I may be come looking for you Okay. You because I know I'm going to have business meetings. I, even now with my schedule, I have my day packed hour to hour, everything's planned. That's the reason why I use the calendar because the calendar sends me an email and an alert. It's like, oh, you got to work out now in 30 minutes. You better get ready Oh man, hold on, let me get ready. That's smart, yeah,
1: yeah, you got to have a calendar. I mean, everyone has to have a calendar. For me, I just email myself, so, but it works. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, because
0: I don't have the assistant now, but my calendar is my assistant for the the time being. But I know things are going to become much more hectic Especially, we've done a, a marketing campaign that uh, remarketing helped me out with, so I'll be having an influx of, of leads to handle coming in more than I had before. So I'll see what that looks like once that starts to pick up, and I'm I may be overwhelmed. I may be like, I need to have bring someone on to help me. So you'll be the first person <laughs> I reach out to, that's for sure. That's me. <laughs> that's for sure, and anyone else who needs an assistant who's listening on here today and uh, starting to scale their business up. Having a virtual assistant, in my opinion, and I I believe the opinion of a lot of others is one of the best ways to help you scale. It lets you focus on finding deals and making deals and then closing the deals.
1: Yeah, you don't have to worry about emails, calls, anything like that. Um, You're free, you're free to focus on the important parts of what you wanna do and growing your business. Yeah,
0: that's, that's, I can't, I can't stress how important that is for busy entrepreneurs and successful business owners to have their, well, not just that to get their time back to time is valuable.
1: Absolutely. Is absolutely. Valuable.
0: And, and their business can only grow if they have more time to focus on finding more business and making more deals. So
1: yeah. And that's first, what I do is I give you time. So, yeah,
0: oh, I mean, they'll be grateful too. I'm glad you're bridging into real estate. I know we've kind of, yeah, it's interesting do that. Uh, me and Jerome because we we work on similar things together. So I'm excited that you're going to start doing that. Hopefully, you'll keep doing it and move over completely.
1: Absolutely, I think I'd be good at it. So, right, so let's ask a couple personal questions. So our listeners okay. can, you know
0: who Lisa is. Um, <laughs> so, what is your favorite childhood memory?
1: Well, I grew up in, well, I spent some of my childhood in a small mountain town, so it was snow about nine months out of the year, so uh, me and my brothers and cousins, we'd get up and have, like, you know, snowball fights, so it would start out as, like, friendly competition and get up straight up street fighting after a while.
0: Oh, no, <laughs> like, straight brawling or just snow? Like I'm
1: still getting emails from cousins saying, you almost murdered me, and I'll be like, What? <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah so bad. I just love those times in my childhood so Up the and mouth. I stole a horse I know you want to talk about how I stole a <laughs> horse <laughs> okay I mean you can tell that story go right ahead. I love that story <clears throat> well my friend left a horse unattended near me and I was mad at him so I took his horse oh and then he's had the nerve to stalk me to get his horse back
0: <laughs> oh my god I didn't
1: go to jail for it uh, (laughs) I was a kid I know
0: I know I mean I can't I don't know that I've ever stole a horse though that's that's quite a story
1: (laughs) I'm sure you did something crazy I mean I
0: stole a go-kart but it was for a good cause
1: Uh, what was the cause
0: uh a kid stole my friend's go-kart so we went into his yard and stole it back
1: okay okay (laughs) that's good but
0: we did walk into his yard and steal a go-kart
1: I don't know if it's stealing if you're just taking it back
0: yeah Maybe. Well, I mean we, we were trespassing technically we we're on their property it's private property yeah I've
1: trespassed a lot
0: <laughs> oh boy oh boy with the horse
1: with the horse and the other times
0: <laughs> oh my god oh that's too funny okay so let's let's ask you this one if you could be remember let that one go <laughs> yeah no please please don't press any
1: charges <laughs> I've said that a few times. Just kidding! Oh like, uh, <laughs> no one's going to hire me now. <laughs> uh, we know I'm just
0: you're kidding, joking. Though. I'm
1: very professional.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. I, I mean, we've we've known each other for a little while. I've seen you work as well.
1: Yeah, I've seen you very work. Very
0: organized. Very, um, very. Yeah, and very on top of things. Very on top of things. As well I as am. as well as you have a talent for design.
1: So yes, I, I love to design websites. And- I do websites business cards, you name it. And I love to design it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah. I've been doing websites for, I guess, a few years. (laughs) So um, I would say I design a website every week or two. So I start to finish in one day. I don't rush through it, but I don't procrastinate. Like I get it done. So I actually will do an entire website in a day or two.
0: That's crazy I mean, because I know people who use five or well, freelancers to a website. And that's a really unique skill as a virtual assistant. I don't know too many that do web design or do marketing yeah. material design. Like I know you've done business cards. Uh, business cards are as part of our marketing material. Absolutely. Most of the VAs that I'm, I'm familiar with people using a VA to do, you know, answering calls, to cold calling, to answering emails, but not like marketing materials. That is, that's very unique.
1: It's because of Carmen. <laughs> he was um, he got me on the phone one day and said, "You're going to learn how to build a website." And he sat on the phone until I figured out how to build that website. And um, he didn't like it, so we didn't end up using it. <laughs> but I, he was like, "Learn right now." <laughs>
0: oh
1: wow! So from there, I, on my own, um, you know, he hired someone else to do a website. But I was like, oh, "This is something I want to do anyway." So I went ahead and started, you know, learning how to do it, watching YouTube videos tutorials the whole nine yards that's how I am I am self-taught with most things I'll just go and try to figure it out and I'll ask for help you know like I know a lot of professionals like Jerome and you if I have a question or I'm a little confused I'll ask you guys
0: oh yeah for sure for sure Mm -hmm. with our level of experience I, I do because me and Jerome work on some of the same things together I know nothing about marketing so I have to ask him a lot of questions yeah. He's really good. Like I,
1: I learned the most from, if I had a, if I could say one thing, he's, he's been a really good mentor for me, Jerome. So I know that's not one of the questions. No, 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 <laughs> but no, professional need- mentor, Jerome Lewis.
0: Right. And as what he does for, for real estate professionals with their digital marketing, <laughs> you know, I've hired him to, to do mine as well because of really he knows what he's doing and he's taught me a great deal and shortcuts that learning curve. But you, the fact that you're able to have the creative side to it, you don't have you can take a business card and make it look professional and to to help a person get their name out there or create their website there are some in the the real estate space we always say you get a website as soon as you can you don't have to have one yeah i mean we're in 2020 or 2022 right now so you know like websites have been out since the 90s and people now know that if you have some kind of a business you have to have an online presence that's just
1: Absolutely. And I'll create their professional, like their business Facebook pages and try to teach them, you know, just the basics on doing social media. Yeah. So um, because they don't always want to have me there day to day doing it for them, you know, it just depends. So I'll teach, teach some of them basics. Um, okay. But I do social media.
0: See, I would, I'm not a big social media person, but I know it's necessary for business.
1: Absolutely, Um, that is where everything is right now is social media. So I think that's one of the most important things you can utilize is social media.
0: Yeah, and that's the way business in general has, has moved. It first moved to, okay, we have websites now. Everyone needs a website too. Okay, now there's also social media online. So not only do you need a website, but you need a social media presence as well on pretty much every platform you can from LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, like across Yeah, like
1: I see it's funny because like I have a TikTok account and I see like Carlos on there. I see like so many people on there in real estate. I'm like, that's cool. They have like these little videos for real estate, and so I'm learning stuff from TikTok. Oh
0: my god. So yeah,
1: it's crazy.
0: I haven't I haven't hopped on the TikTok trend.
1: You have to. I mean you uh, have to i was like to. to
0: jumping on Facebook.
1: I know. I, I
0: didn't get a Facebook page until I was twenty-nine. Facebook know. has been around
1: since I before I graduated. Oh, a little after I graduated high school in 2000. People will look at your Facebook long before they look at anything else. So I know That's I good. do, and a lot of people do. They'll they'll get your name and they'll check you out and see, okay, what's this person doing? You know, so it's almost like a resume is Facebook. So you have to be careful.
0: So you hear that people need Facebook management.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Facebook Facebook management is important. Like a, Engagement with your person. people. Yeah, all of it.
0: Uh, I think Jerome talks about it sometimes as well about making sure your your um, he has a video it's going to come out in our newsletter as well about the difference between a business Facebook page and a personal page where we talk about the importance of having them reflect each other so they complement yes. each other. You don't want to Absolutely. Have, some pictures of you out having a a night with the girls or the boys and then Mm -hmm. have your business page because people are going to look at both and draw certain conclusions about how you run business. Yeah, they will
1: judge you and you can lose jobs. You can gain jobs. You can lose jobs from your social media presence. I've had that happen to me before. So I I try to be careful what I post. So I have a pretty loud personality. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on to our next question. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? (laughs) I would like to be remembered that I have a really good heart and uh, I always have other people's best interests at heart. That was like the biggest compliment I ever heard is somebody Hmm. called me pure hearted. And I really like, I loved it. (laughs) And I was like, that is me because I always have people's best interests at heart and I never have motives, anything like that. So that's what I want to be remembered most for. And maybe my weird personality. That's I guess that's
0: it. I I think you'll find real estate good. A lot of the the people in the real estate space are very generous, especially to the people they work with who do good work and are focused
1: on. I actually prefer the people in real estate because they're so nice and they've been really welcoming to me.
0: Yeah, that was that was one thing when I first got into real estate and knew nothing that I noticed right out of the gate was that people were so nice and willing to, to teach you certain things, even for free. Especially if you join well, I was very surprised
1: by that, you know, coming from gospel where nobody really seemed to do much as far as help you go, you know, to real estate where everybody's helping and they, you know, really caring. So it's really been interesting for me to see the difference. So I actually prefer to work in real estate right now. That's great. work. So excited they have to take
0: on more work? Because I like said, I know I'll be coming for you once more leads come in and I can't handle it. I'll be like,
1: hey, do you have any time? absolutely i'll
0: make time for for sure and uh, everybody else i would recommend you do so as well i've I've seen lisa's work before she's a very good job on things so let's go to our our last personal question and we have our closing table lightning round so if you could go back in time to your 18 year old self and give one piece of advice what would it be and why
1: i would tell myself don't put your eggs in one basket and let me explain that (laughs) Okay, yeah, <laughs> this is important, and I know a lot of people cover this one. But for 15 years, I worked mostly with one man in one ministry for 15 years, and he suddenly died about a, a little over a year ago. And it kind of left me feeling a little overwhelmed and in crisis. <laughs> okay. You know, I put my entire Life into someone else's work. I never marketed myself. I never focused on myself. It was all about okay. this one thing. And so when it abruptly ended, I was left thinking, okay, what do I do now? You know, I had side jobs, but it just wasn't the same. My passion and my ministry was gone in a second. So I really, like, if I could go back and tell myself anything, branch out, you know, uh, try everything, you know, connect with more people. Don't just limit yourself to one thing. So that's my advice.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's a good piece of advice. Um, Yeah. I know I have certainly done that with certain areas of my life career-wise, putting all my eggs in one basket. <clears throat> right. And sometimes you discover things that you didn't know you were good at. So recently yeah. I uh, contracted to do copywriting and writing work because apparently it's something I'm very good at. that I got good at in college and didn't realize it really was a talent. So right. you know, sometimes you, you find a talent that you have, you're leaning on one skill, but you find out you have a talent for another.
1: Yeah, explore everything. So, <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, that's don't limit really yourself important. basically exactly yeah oh absolutely i wholeheartedly agree with that yeah don't yeah. limit yourself for sure so let's move on to our closing table since we're in real estate you go to the closing table to close the deal okay let's go to these questions here's kind of like our lightning round uh so what are <laughs> three books you'd recommend to our audience and why
1: okay Jerome Lewis's. He just put out a book. I'm telling you to read that. (laughs) I'm plugging Jerome. I I should have brought the book out here. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Jerome is so brilliant and he's young. So he's like cutting edge with everything. You're going to learn a lot if you read his book. So same with his girlfriend, Danny. She's a health and wellness coach. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a life coacher and she's really good. So, okay. But honestly, what I love to read is true crime. I've been okay. reading true crime since I was like 10. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, that's just how I would unwind.
0: Not Did that I have a, time
1: for reading a lot lately, but those are my choices.
0: So do you have a favorite true crime, a uh, true crime novel?
1: Yeah, it's um, called Bitter Harvest. So, and, um, <laughs> 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 do you have a copy and the encyclopedia of serial killers
0: <laughs> okay then
1: <laughs> so but you know what? a lot of people really like true crime so i don't know i don't think i'm too crazy <laughs> no
0: no no, not at all
1: i mean i like yeah. them because they're more psychological my background yeah yeah is, like, like it's like, nonfiction. Like, um, and i like to see how a brain works you know what makes people mm-hmm. tick sometimes and there's there's not always good people in the world. So I think it's important to kind of learn things from something like this.
0: Yeah, it reminds reminds me of a funny story. A psychologist that I follow on YouTube shared with his audience and and had a a speech where he was talking about his time in school where he went to a a prison, basically Mm. a prison ward and he was meeting the therapist there and he was going to understudy with the guy and the guy left him in the gymnasium where all the, the criminals were, you know, working out and weightlifting. And he had this real fancy outfit on. So they, like, circled him like, hounds. Mm. And he was like, man, these guys are, like, monstrous compared to him. Yeah. And then this little guy comes out who actually brought him to the, the gymnasium. It's a little short guy, maybe, like, 5'2", five, 5'3". Five, and he said the guy was really unassuming. Okay. And so that guy came and he felt relieved. Yeah, so he took him to the, the therapist, and when he talked to the therapist, he goes, oh yeah, you know that guy who just brought you over here? The stuff that he told him that that little guy did was completely unspeakable and made your stomach sick.
1: Oh wow, just like you like never think know. Someone
0: that small yeah. did what he did. <clears throat> and I was like, that, that blows my mind, like the, psych, the psychological side of it is, is interesting. I know when I was taking my psych courses, we did abnormal psych, so we touched on some of those yeah. things. It was very interesting. And I still, like, I'm still interested in psychology. Now, absolutely. It's more how do we, brain hacks, I'm really into. Like, how do oh, we hack our lives for better performance, better sleep, you know? Yeah, I think it's, it's
1: important to learn how the brain works, you know? Right, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. so Let
0: me think here. What else do we have? Um, Is there anything there, uh, we, we haven't covered that you would like our audience and our listeners to know about
1: you, about uh, the virtual assistant work and the, the services that you provide? Um, you know, I think we covered everything. Why it's important to have a VA, um, you know, and what all we do for you guys. So I think we covered everything. Okay. Do you have any questions?
0: Um, I can't think of any offhand. Some coming in from our listeners, we'd love to have you back on to to hash that. Yeah, out. if there's
1: any questions, you know, I could do a Q and A or something. You know, so. Okay,
0: so then last but not least, as our closing question, where can our listeners find you online? How can they reach out to you? If they want to hire you, what's the best way to get in touch with you?
1: I have a website, lisapyatt.com. You can find me on Facebook. So what I say about Facebook, Scott. Uh, yeah, I know. Social media. Uh,
0: well, mine, mine needs tweaking. I may hire you to do that as well.
1: I know. So you need me.
0: I, I do. I do need, I do need a VA. For sure. Yeah. I need, I need social media management. Uh, we will be putting all of the links to reach out to Lisa uh, in our show notes. So you can go right to her Facebook and any other social media profiles.
1: Do you have a Twitter or a LinkedIn? I do have a LinkedIn. So I do have a Twitter, Instagram. Okay. So um uh... So yeah, I can send you all those links and you can post Great. them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We'll put those links in there, the links to your website in the show notes. Highly encourage everybody to reach out to her if you need a virtual assistant. She can take so much off of your hands and free up a lot of your time so you can focus on what's important. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, we're going to close it out. Thank you again, Lisa, for coming on. We look forward to seeing you in the future and, and keeping in touch with uh, what you're doing and how you're building your virtual assistant business out and the types of projects you're working on.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. And uh Is it done?